Welcome to your footloose and fancy-free, goofy, fun, and bantery, highfalutin' fantasy podcast, Side Character Quest. Hey! This is Ty. Hello, this is Eli. <laughs> hey, hey, Eli. How you doing? I'm doing alright. How are you doing, Ty? I'm Sorry, doing pretty good. I mean, I'm feeling wild and crazy tonight. So, uh, Eli, I have a little quiz for you. Oh, Ty, I'm so bad at these. It's a multiple choice, one question quiz. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Wait. Yep. Now I am. Go. Okay, thank you. Thank you for not rushing it. All right. Who just moved in to the apartment next to mine? Is it A, a dog, B, an ambulance, C, a living hammer? I believe, based on some of the noises I heard earlier, it's B, an ambulance. I'm so sorry, Eli. It is all three combined into one monstrosity that will not stop making noise. And listener, I am so sorry if you end up hearing that throughout the show, because holy crap, it has been constant for the last day. Uh, And I would like to welcome to the podcast Mjolnir, the uh, (laughs) ambulance driving dog. (laughs) Uh... All right, uh, Eli, um, do you want to give listeners a quick recap of where we were last time? Last time on Side Character Quest. Um, <laughs> I like how you, you said that with so much energy, and then they kind of like rested your hand on uh, your head on your hand, and are just like, hmm. What did happen? I would what like did to, happen? I would like to give a recap. Let's try this again. Last time on Side Character Quest. Normally when I say that, it all just downloads into my head. I think I got okay. last time. What? <laughs> last time on Side Character Quest, uh, Roderick uh, in a middle of a crisis of faith, but with the um, determination to escape imprisonment by some skelly boys, uh, teamed up with Treya, a uh, skelly woman. Yeah. A, a skelly artificer. You've gathered that. Yes, yes. We've we've done this. We've addressed this. Mm. Um, to escape, he attempted to use a fancy magical notebook to cast a few or a spell. He cast a spell, two spells maybe. Definitely one spell. I think just. I haven't the marked one down. Yeah, I think it's just the one spell uh, that made people very light, and um, then he got out and he was reunited with one of his closest companions from the first arc moonbeam as well as another uh, skelly horse that he named starshine for treya to ride and then they began their search for velma and the girl in the purple cloak and it did not go quite as smoothly as he expected it to <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think that's good enough. That covers the, the gist of it. Uh, do you want to just roll straight in? Are you I got a things? two. Oh, fuck. I oh, got a two. okay, okay. I get it. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's get on into the show. Uh, no, let's dive right in. Okay. 
me pull up. I'm in here, Ty. I'm very scared. It's just me. It's just me in the dark. <laughs> You've entered the world without Ty. me. I, Ty, can I, you hear me? I pushed you into the pool and didn't come in. Ty. <laughs> come on in. The water's horrifying. So, my friend, do you see anything that looks appetizing? You find yourself in that same room from weeks ago for you, for you, Roderick, uh, years ago for you, Eli. Um, this space near the entrance to the underground, uh, this little offshoot cavern that was covered with uh, mushrooms, fungus, and a pool, pool of water. And I believe also Bulette that I refused to fight. Accurate. Looking around, uh, roll me a roll me a perception check. Yep. That's an eight. You can tell there's not a bulette visible. Uh, there there is no. You don't see any sign of like a of a big dangerous animal in this area. You just see that that the glowing stone. Uh, which is so much brighter than the um, area outside. You see the cool pool of water, um, and then all of those, uh, the growing fungus and slime and mushrooms and such. I turn to Trey and say, Trey, Yes? Uh, you know I would not say anything to be intentionally upsetting, correct? I I've gathered this, that you're a very anxiety-filled man who doesn't enjoy to <laughs> make someone feel uncomfortable. Perhaps I am reading past your cover and into your <laughs> and into the, <laughs> the human being controlling you. I was about to say, oh shit! Welcome to Eli's therapy session. Okay. Um, so, anyways, it all started when I was a kid. Um, no. Um, Treya, hold on, Treya, Treya. I'm trying to figure out how Roderick would sound now, you know, because I don't think it's gonna be as much of the ha-ha. I think that it's, I think it's just you, but if you just sort of like open up the back of your throat a little bit to make it a little bit more resonant, a little bit lower. Something like this, something like last But you're time. not, but you're not adding the cadence yes. of success. You're there just we... adding a little bit of a, <laughs> kind of like, we're adding the deep, the uh, the sadness of defeat. <laughs> yes, yes, okay, okay, that is actually perfect because what I was going to say is I think that you sound like fish, like when I do fish. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I got that. Treya. Yes. Did you turn into a skeleton after eating <laughs> mushrooms <laughs> or drinking water? I mean, technically I have had water all of my life, uh, so yes. But did, was it a causal relationship? I don't believe so. Well, I'm at, I guess, quite literally half strength right now. That's a uh, missing limb joke. <laughs> I think that's the reaction she has of like starting to laugh and then uh, mm. <laughs> And I need to eat something, because unlike you, no offense, 
I do need food to sustain myself. <laughs> I'm going to try to eat one of these mushrooms. Wait! No. No. I just had a brain blast. I walk over to the pile of rubble where all the construction equipment was. Yeah. There's some centipedes on there. Dear God, Eli, of course there are. Oh no. I pull out my cudgel and I whack a big one. Oh Jesus. Uh, yeah, you, you take it out. Coup de gras. This thing was not expecting it. And I'm gonna look at it. Treya, I have no idea what this is. How's your nature <laughs> skill? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll roll a nature for this. I got a four. I got a four nature check to see if it's poisonous. Nature is wisdom? Uh, correct. No, no, no. Nature is intelligence. Oh, wait. Let me try a survival skill, which is wisdom. Ah. That's a crit oh, that 20. Makes a That's a crit 20. I don't know what the fuck this centipede is. I do know if I can eat it or not. You recognize this centipede um, from a time during your during your campaign against the wall climbers in world campaign, not D and D yes. campaign yes, yes, yes. <laughs> against the wall the climbers. The last years, <laughs> the last years that we never recorded. No, um, you recognize these as a bug that uh, your buddy Hayfree um, actually ate uh, at one point, and he didn't seem to think it tasted good, but it was definitely edible. He he seemed uh, he relied on them for a little bit. Uh, trigger warning. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> trigger warning. Insects. Should we put that at the home? Yeah, yeah. Here, uh, put this. Put this at the beginning, Ty. Uh, hold on. Put this at the beginning, Ty. Trigger warning. This episode <laughs> contains content where a human eats a bug. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So Roderick looks at it and he says. Hakuna Matata, and he eats the bug. <laughs> what does this mean? I don't know. Um, someone very wise once told it to me. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you eat this, and again, like it. it... Wait, wait. Can we yeah. retcon everything and say instead of a boar crest, it's a warthog crest, and underneath it, it says Hakuna Matata? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You can retcon that in your own mind. Ty, this um, is a silly episode. It's this, a silly episode. I'm, I'm feeling silly all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, you you eat this, and it doesn't taste great, uh, but it's not bad. Maybe this is like just based off of how hungry you've been, but you, you actually take it down pretty nice, and, it, and it's, it's not bad. I turn to Treya and go, just give like a very weary, grossed out thumbs up. <laughs> she uh, she gives you a thumbs up as well. Walks over to uh, the mushrooms that were growing on the next to the water and picks them up and picks up a couple of them and says, "I believe these are the same ones that they were giving you at the uh, jail." <laughs> Roderick feels ill. <laughs> Roderick's not having a great time. Uh, roll me a Constitution check. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Saving throw, I should say. That is a 12? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you hold yourself together. The nausea passes. Okay. Uh, he says, well, sometimes you have to sacrifice for the protein, but yeah, let me get some of those mushrooms. 
and then he probably pops in a few mushrooms. Are these mushrooms spicy by any chance? No, no reason. Oh, ha! Uh, no, I none of these are spicy because they're the same mushrooms that you had before. And if they had had spice, you would have made that okay. connection earlier. That's fair. And then I guess I'm gonna taste the water. Yeah, you and see if it tastes clean. You taste the water, and um, I will tell you just passive survival check. It, it tastes very clean. This is an easy thing for you to detect. It is incredibly clean, and unless I am a complete trickster asshole, there is nothing wrong with this water. So anyways, Roderick gets diarrhea for the rest of <laughs> There's a brain-eating parasite in there. No, mm -hmm. uh, he gives another thumbs up to Treya. And then he says, Treya, do you have, like, a water skin or anything? Uh, water skin in the, this big. Um, I assume you guys still have that bag that was full of, uh, those things from before? Yeah, the random yeah. junk bag? Yeah, that included a water skin. Okay, cool. Because that's all, all I got. I got that and a cudgel and okay. a can-do attitude. Um, yeah, she uh, fills this up, you know, fills up the uh, water skin with water um, and also grabs uh, some of those mushrooms, uh, enough to fill fill a bag, um, probably feed you for, let's say, let's say a couple days um, worth at a at a low subsistence level, but like enough. Roderick would probably also smash some more uh, of those centipedes and throw them in the bag too. Gross, but okay. That is yeah. fair. Variety, yeah. you know, it's the spice yeah. of life. Yeah, I. But is it spicy? Uh, <laughs> you take variety and press it against the arcane card, <laughs> activating the material components. Aha! Aha! After retracing your steps back through those tunnels, you the space opens up and you see that familiar underground settlement from before, that, that little town with the row of lights uh, on one side and the row of buildings on the other. Um, it is empty. It is, it is peopleless now. Uh, just as you saw when you uh, came back through here earlier in the day, I suppose. Andrea gets off of Starshine uh, and starts walking into town towards some of the buildings. Treya, what is this place? I believe this would be Settlement 15, probably. Okay, um, what is this place? Will? I suppose it doesn't matter too much to... Briaton made a point to set up towns like this all throughout the underground, so that if any single branch was ever discovered, or was ever lost for whatever reason, there was always some place to fall back to. Okay, well that is a lead. Is there any sort of formula to where they would fall back to. I'm assuming that I would count as an intruder and like Roderick's once again confronted with the terrible deeds that he did in this place. Oh, uh, she tilts her head. Did you tell her what you did here? Uh, 
Oh, man. I don't think he would have. Okay. Because he asked if she, if, like, skeletons knew they were skeletons and if they thought they were real people. Gotcha. And she said that everyone believes that they are, like, no one knows that they are skeletons. And then I puked a lot. And then... As she walks over to the, uh, as she walks over to the sort of general store looking area, um, there's no sign uh, on it. Uh, Roderick says, wait, uh, should we just go down? There's no one here, right? So we could just, um. Yes, I, I suppose we could just move on, but I was thinking that we could poke around a little and see if we could find anything useful. Uh, maybe get you a change of clothes. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about you, um, why exactly you were in there, but I suppose, I, I imagine you probably need some sort of disguise to make sure that no one notices. You're pretty distinctive looking, I, I, is what I'm saying. It's the dashing good looks, isn't it? That's in the freshly lost arm. Have you, have you changed, the, when was the last time you changed those bandages? Okay, we should find bandages, but I should probably let you know what I did here so that you know from me, and then you can, I guess, make a decision whether or not you want to help me. Okay. Okay, so I arrived here looking for a child who was missing from the surface, you know, above this, you know, the surface of the ground. Yes. Um, and we followed her trail here. Yes. And when I was first encountered, when I first encountered someone with your condition, it registered using my abilities that I can get from Lumen. It all registered as undead, unhallowed. Yes, I suppose that would make sense. Weird. Whoever this is. And she gestures towards her skeletal face, her, her skull, her exposed bone. Whoever this is working, there's clearly something dark going on. Yes, I can confirm that. And I may have jumped to conclusions. And I did some things that I thought were in the, the godly name of Lumen that I am no longer sure was in the right. And I just want you to know that I may have killed a number of people. Her face, no, no eyes, no skin, no muscle to really tell you anything. Just sits staring blankly at you. If you don't want to help me, I understand. I didn't, I, I could say that I did not know, but the fact is that I drew first 
because I thought that doing it was right, and I think I was wrong. And then a big, big, big skeleton night came, and I thought I was dead, and I lost my friend who I brought here, and I, I think she found the girl we were looking for, and I hope they're still together, but I need to find them, and if you don't want to help me, that is okay, I will understand. She turns away from you, and walking in the other direction, you hear ringing in your head through her magical jaw. Let's get you some bandages. Uh, Roderick kind of like hangs his head and slumps his shoulders and follows after her. So, uh, I think at this point, um, I'm going to ask that you roll me an investigation to see what sort of stuff. Actually, no. Here's what I'm going to say. As far as as far as this this arm healing, I, I'm going to say that you guys are able to find some bandages, and with Treya's help, you change out the bandages, and you see that um, your wound is is healing remarkably well. Um, it's the centipede diet. It's the centipede diet. If you centipede, you eat it. It's it's healing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's healing remarkably well. And and while but while you're looking for those bandages, is there anything else that you are looking for here? Anything that would that you think might be useful or that any information, any objects, any materials? What are what are you trying to find or discover? In okay, this space. so um, let's let's let me and, prioritize and going to, some things. And I'm going to say that you, we are going to have this, uh, unless it becomes relevant to do otherwise. We're going to have this cover every building that you could potentially check. So for as long as you spend here, this is what you're doing. Okay, so I'll prioritize some things. Number one is any sort of um, like on the off chance that there's a note somewhere that someone left behind saying where these people would have gone or like a map of the area that would like show an escape route or something okay. like that. That's number one. Number two would probably be supplies needed to survive, such as food, water. Mm -hmm. I know we have a good amount of that, but like anything extra would probably be good. And number three would be a spare change of clothes like, you know, something that I could put on that's not just this burlap sack that I have on. Okay. I assume it's some sort of, like, burlap clothes. Probably not a sack, but in my head, he is just wearing, like, a burlap junk jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Go ahead and roll me an investigation. I, I, I believe you're still, you still have one level of exhaustion, but we'll say that because you have time to do this and you have Treya helping you, that cancels that out. All right, that is a 12. 12. Okay, um, so I will say that uh, you do find a change of clothes um, looking through one of the, looking through the sort of like in-like space, and they're not particularly good. They're not much better than what you're wearing now, but it's definitely different. And uh, Break me um, off a piece of it, what does it look like? Uh, You've got a pair of brown pants um, that are a little bit dirt stained. Um, there is a a dark gray 
like cloak, I guess. Yeah, cloak with a latch that has a, um, a little green metal clasp with a snake on it. Ooh, I like that. And then uh, you also get find a um, linen shirt that is just a little too small for you. Well, with the diet I'm eating, not, not it probably for long. Would be too small for long. Ugh. Oh man, we're gonna need some fan art of this, like a before and after Roderick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I I assume I don't find any like note or map or anything. No, I. You don't find a, a note or a map or anything like that. Um, you do find also though uh, some let's say some vinegar and some salt and just a few other like any spices there's no spices uh, mm, no no there's no spices there's nothing like that um nothing that has kept anything all the sticky? there is a pot of really old honey okay okay yeah i i, I get some of that okay cool do you take any of the other stuff yeah sure okay cool I'm gonna try to cook some weird centipede gross mushroom stew. Before, uh, after you know, looking through the town, checking out all of the rooms that you could, you're getting ready to, to head out and you see um, Treya has gone into the kitchen of the inn and has taken like a pot of water and um, some of that vinegar and uh, salt and a cloth and is like, has taken off her metal jaw and has been is just sort of rubbing it, um, buffing it up, polishing it. And you see slowly the green making the sort of green patina making way to a bright copper. That's um that's a pretty useful thing you made. Uh, she nods at you, then goes goes back to her work. <clears throat> Did you um? Did you make it before your thing? She she pauses as you're you're saying this and is like looking, just looking blank faced uh, at you while you're saying that, and then she nods again and she takes her her jaw now nice and shiny and puts it into place and it just sort of like floats as if it is just another one of the animated bones um, floats in place uh, on her jaw. He made it while I was still alive, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Did... This is Eli. Did she make it for herself? No, sorry. sorry. Uh, Roderick's like really wants to know, like, were you missing half your jaw before? But like, that's rude. She, he can't ask that. Just um, for you. I lost my jaw when I was a young child, and before I before this, I had to. Well, I, Let's see that injuries are common, and... Yeah, uh, no. I apologize. I, I don't mean to pry, I, I just... I don't blame you for what you did. Well... Rod... Roderick, I... Look at me. 
I think he has trouble looking at her. Like, for sure. There is max shame in, in this boy. She grabs your chin and turns it and forcibly makes you look at her skull. We are all monsters. Do you understand this? This is... This is wrong. She gestures towards her herself. However this happened, I don't know, but we need to fix it. And my, my friends, my family, my country, we don't know why this happened. They, are, they don't know, they don't know that this has happened. They don't recognize that anything is wrong with them. And Roderick, I need your help. Roderick kind of like sucks up a little little emotion and he's just like tries to find that spot that was Sir Roderick. And he says, Treya, I need your help as well. And I am willing to help you if I can, but know this. You saw someone in trouble and you helped him. You are not a monster. And he puts like a, a hand on her shoulder. I saw a place filled with people living their lives and I caused chaos, destruction, and death. I am the most monstrous person out of the two of us. And if I can help you and that somehow makes some good out of me falling down this hole, then I will. She... You feel her grip lessen and her hand falls away from you and she nods quickly and then turns and walks out of the inn. Man, this is going to be the Emmy Award winner. I can fucking feel it. <laughs> I can fucking feel it, Ty. This is... What what podcast... What, what, what awards do podcasts get? Fucking like a... Uh, the potty. Wait, no! <laughs> yes! Damn this it. one's the potty episode! No. The potty. Uh, Put on a CD. Let's get a Grammy out of this shit. Fuck yeah! You and Treya have been uh, riding Starshine and Moonbeam side by side through these tunnels. You picked up a lantern on the way um, out of out of town. Uh, I don't know if you already had one. I don't believe you did. And I feel like this is just gonna be a lot easier if you have some light. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure we did not because I had used, we, we had traveled in darkness trying to use Moonbeam's uh, sort of yeah, sense of direction. Yeah, sense yeah. of direction. Making your way through the, the tunnel, the, the sound of the hooves Wait, real quick, I want to do this quick scene. Yeah. When we go to pick up the lantern, I look and say, Treya, we had a moment back there. Can I just go ahead and call that if I ask an offensive question I didn't mean to? <laughs> I, I don't think that uh, I can give you blanket permission to offend me. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Was that the, well, fin- was it the first one? <laughs> no, no offense. I m- meant here, but you don't have 
eyes. Yes, correct. Do you need light to see? Well, of course. Right? Okay, okay. Okay, let me see. All right, let me see this. Let me taste this. All right, we're going to taste this. Give me your give me your cloak. Okay. All right, give, let me give her the cloak. She puts it over her head. Okay, I can't see anything now. All right, this is weird. Okay, let's take it off. And there it is. Let me put my hand in front of my eyes. See, I, I can't see anything. This is okay. Hmm. Do you... Do you blink? You're fucking with my head. <laughs> You're <laughs> fucking with my head. I Do I... God damn it. I think I do. Um... Are you seeing anything different? Are you seeing anything different right now? Trey, you know... I am blinking right now. No, I don't I am see blinking you. right now. Are you... Yo. Treya. I wasn't. They blink. See, that time I wasn't blinking. That was a test. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna grab this lantern. <laughs> <laughs> this is genuinely fucking with my head, because, So like, do you think it's a... Oh, like a mass illusion cast on all of you? I don't know, because, like, I see... This is the thing. I can see myself, right? I see my hands. I see my skin. I see my... I see my eyelids. I see the... I see all of this. But then if I, like, think about it, it's not that I... I don't quite, like, not see. I just... know. And then when I try to remember what it looks like, I can remember both. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. It's a strange feeling. Treya, I am going to ask you very nicely to do something oh, okay. for science. Oh, for science. Oh god, I am not happy. You, you look so nervous, but so excited, and it's a weird, weird combination. You're freaking me out. Here is this cudgel. Oh god. Can you poke your eye with it? I guess you could also just use your finger, but I didn't know if maybe if it was something I would I would offer to poke your eye, but that seems invasive and intrusive. I see this is okay, this is weird. I feel like Oh my god. I feel like I am <laughs> Oh It feels like okay, this is what it feels like. You know how when you're trying when you've got something in your eyeball and you know if you were to like grab with your fingers, your eyeball, you could get the thing out, but you can't get yourself to grab it. Okay. It feels like that. Okay, so do you want me to poke your eyeball? Do I want you to? No. <laughs> but will I let you? Maybe. <laughs> Let's find out together as friends. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we wait till we've had a few drinks. Okay. <laughs> you had some of this vinegar, I think it fermented. <laughs> Gross. I think I might be a little drunk. <laughs> Can I get drunk? I don't know. Do you have a liver? I mean, clearly no. I do not. Wait. I can answer that directly. What happens? What happens if you eat this mushroom? And I hand her one of the mushrooms. She looks at it. Do it. And do it, coward. She sl slowly puts it into her mouth. Never be afraid to act, though caution is wise. And it falls uh, out through the back of her jaw. Okay, what did that look like for you? I chewed this, I chewed the mushroom. Is the mushroom chewed? 
No. Well, I mean, there's probably like a bite in it. Okay. And it's on I the ground. Up and I show it, show it to her. You're fucking with my hit. And then I throw it through her jaw. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> okay. Don't okay. Do that. That's invasive. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we're going to have a long talk about this. And I promise not to be so weird. But you can imagine, right? Like, I can definitely imagine. All right. Well, we have this lantern now. Uh, I feel like that was a that was sort of a side scene, uh, but we're going to we're going to uh, go back frame story frame within side a frame. character scene <laughs> side character scene. We're gonna go back to where you were before, so riding side by side in the tunnel. Remember that time that we were just fucking around with the mushroom? Yeah. Hey, what do you think Moonbeam feels when I do this and I put my hand? in between Moonbeam's ribs. That's probably fucked up, right? <laughs> uh, Moonbeam rolled a critical success on not flipping the fuck out when you did that. So, and then I, I pat just above her vertebrae where her neck would be. Cool. Uh, she, uh, she? She indicates Without freaking out, you get a very strong vibe that sticking your hand in made her unhappy, but then you patting the neck made her happy. I'm not going to do that again. That's probably a good idea. All right, we need to have a game plan because where are we ever heading now? I I can only assume. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Barkin was getting settled. Based off of the direction we've been going, and based off of where the guards originally took me to get to the jail. I can only assume that we are getting ready to return to where I've been staying. Settlement 14. You done? <laughs> okay. Um, he says, so we just came from settlement 15. I assume, just based on the layout and so forth. <laughs> So do you think that if there was an attack on Settlement 15, they would potentially evacuate to Settlement 14? I suppose it is possible. It's likely. I don't know where else they would go. We've been on this tunnel. Every every potential branch that we have gone down have just been small, uh, small, like, offshoots. Like, you guys have, along this way, there have been a couple of times that you have, um, gone a different direction and then immediately hit like a dead end or a like maybe a little spot to um a little place with like a little state one second yeah, one, one second, second. <laughs> he wasn't even playing with the squeaky toy it was just in his bed and he was laying on it so gotcha sorry no problem all this way that as you've been traveling along passing by those little bore markers um every mile or so uh, I don't remember how exactly. I think I indicated at some point that they were like a quarter of a mile, but regardless of how far mile markers, yeah, yeah, regardless of how how far it's been, um, you have you have seen a number of different little offshoots that have all been like dead ends, either collapsed tunnels or not yet finished tunnels, or a little spot with uh, stables or maybe a a um, an, a natural cavern type of thing. And there's only been like one clear path up until this point, taking you in the direction of 
presumably where Treya came from. So it stands to reason that if you were going in that direction of where Treya came from, this is also the only direction that the town could have gone to. Nice. Treya, I just realized something. Yes. You also have a very distinct look. I would say so. And you also were in prison. Yes, I would. It is accurate. So, I guess, once again, I apologize if this is personal. What landed you in prison? Let me ask you something. Okay. Let's say that you were just living your daily life in, uh, where, where are you from? South Bend. Let's say you're living your daily life in South Bend and you just, all of a sudden, realize you're a skeleton. And that everyone around you were also skeletons. Troubling. Troubling already. And, uh, your neighbor's dog is a skeleton. And the rat in your pantry is a skeleton. Would Farmer Joe be a skeleton? Because that guy was kind of a jerk. That guy already a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> I assume. I don't know. I haven't listened to the Halloween special. <laughs> but how do you think you would react? And do you think your reaction would go over well? I see your point. So is it going to be an issue when you roll into town? I think that it would probably be a good idea to test the waters a little bit. Make sure that the... Uh, Jailers have not come back around, but I, uh, I I think that I can probably play it off. Say that I was just having a little uh, episode, a little nervous, nervous episode. Yeah, you should probably take point in there because even with your uh, uh, look, you're probably still a little less noticeable than me. Yes. Because I'm a very big man. Yes. Uh, Although not as big as I used to be. I imagine he's already showing like a little bit signs of like losing weight. It's. He's probably looking a little scruffy too. Yeah. You you've got a a bit of a a bit of a beard going, which you all I I'm fairly certain you've said he was very clean shaven before always clean shaven yeah. always like cut hair yeah. you know but now his hair's probably getting shaggy his beard's kind of yeah I'm not sure exactly how much time has passed but I would say somewhere in the range of two to three and a half weeks so you, you've got okay. a bit um yeah. and definitely a beard for sure definitely a beard uh and also you've got that cloak on um maybe I, I hmm. if you keep your face just a little bit in shadow uh the arm is a new, new thing, yes? Yes, of course it is. You're retreating the wound over there. I'm sorry, that was stupid. And now it is my turn to ask for forgiveness for my stupid, <laughs> offensive question. Um, <laughs> Look at us. Just a couple of people doing our best. <laughs> um, maybe when, you, when we go into town, if you could keep the cape off of the arm uh, to show off that you are missing one, would that make? Would that be like more obvious that you do not look like the person that was there before that attacked, or would that make it very obvious that it is the same person? 
I think it depends on whether or not people actively saw my arm get cut off. Did they? And I was very unconscious when that happened. Good point. <laughs> Alright, uh... Well, it's gonna be a roll of the dice, but I... But also, uh... It'll be... I got a seven. I, I think, uh... Okay, here's my... You know what? Yep. We'll just play it cool. Alright. Just play it like natural. Yeah, like two... Like there's no reason for anyone to doubt. Yeah. Look at this, a couple of guys. Just two, just two, two people. Who would have thought? With an equal amount of flesh. <laughs> uh, two fleshy friends. Two friends who are fleshy and have the same number of limbs that they've had for a while and the same amount of flesh that they've had for a while. You and me, couple of flesh friends. Meat... Meat mates. Now you do one. Bone buddies? No, that's the opposite. <laughs> that's the opposite. You, you're bad at this game. Organ... You've got this. Originals. Oh, hey! Not bad. Mm. Not not great, but not bad. Do you got a, um... Uh, 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 uh... Skin... 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 Skin scallywags. Skin scallywags, yes, very good. Approved. And I think that's how we're rolling into town. It's just like, <laughs> just a couple of flushy friends. <laughs> yeah, you guys are rolling. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me do a charisma check. Yeah, I rolled a, I got a 10, okay. A saving throw, it's a 15 saving throw. So I'm like, what up, flesh brother? <laughs> yeah, right as you, right as you were saying that, you you have seen the light brightening at the end of the tunnel, and I stop the horse. I stop the horse. I stop the horse. The horse stops, and a few steps later, Treya's horse stops. Treya, I don't. I can't hear what any of them say. What if they talk to me? Oh god. Um. Yeah. Lil, this is a problem. Do you? Oh. We've discussed. You do not know any CSL, do you? Common sign language. Uh, that's nice. Oh wait, I think we had. I I think we addressed that Roderick knows like the bare minimum, not enough to really have a full conversation. I think we. I think we. Unless you will say otherwise, I think you knew enough to recognize what she was yes. using, and maybe maybe to like know how to. You know how like. I know yeah, how that's to right, say because we had to communicate by yeah. like writing things in the dirt. Yes, yes. So, so you definitely yeah. didn't know how to finger spell. You didn't know. Um, you you might have you might have known like that this tie gestures to the webcam means thank you, but you yeah. you wouldn't know like much else. Maybe you know how to spell Roderick with with finger spelling. Um, Roderick says, "Okay, I think I have an idea." All right. You are going to have to translate. So this whole conversation that we are having, that you are saying to me, it's all in my head, right? Yes, this is, well, yes, pretty much. So when someone talks to me, you just tell me what they said in my head, and then I can respond. Ty's broken. Ty's S mad that he didn't think about this. No, so... So no, I, I like what you're thinking, but the way that the way that this has been established in my brain, and I wouldn't mind changing it, except that I'm worried that I did something during the 
during the jail scene that might have contradicted this, um, that might have contradicted changing it. Now, the way this has worked in my head is that the the jaw piece um, passively casts message to everybody within normal earshot. Basically, anybody within like a, a within range to get message, um, and it's it's very it's very like uh, it's very complicated, very skillful magic. It, it's quieter as someone goes farther away, that sort of thing. It's, it's top-notch craftsmanship. But I I can't uh, selectively choose who hears it, unfortunately. It just broadcasts to everyone. Okay. Then I'll play the strong silent type. <laughs> I love this. Okay. Roderick goes, Roderick like rubs at his beard a little bit. Hold on. Roderick rubs at his beard a little Oh, yeah. You were, you were suddenly leaning really far away. The strong, silent type. And he puts up his hood and says, how do I look? You Intimidating? You look like you're at death's door. Well, considering my travel companions, that was a joke. That's, that was a good joke. I, I enjoyed this. This is fun. We have fun. Yeah. Um, so are you guys uh, heading into town? Yeah. Oh shit. Yes. I forgot to tell Trey or something. No, we're we're still. Uh, you, uh, so I, at this point, uh, you're ready to uh, make our way in. We're gonna make our way downtown, walking fast. Cars go past. I'm homebound. It's down, close down, enough. Down, 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 down. Anyways, um, I guess while we're in here, if you could make some inquiries. Is the race makeup ver- variable here? Like human versus halfling and that sort of thing? Yes. Orc? Yes. All of that? You're going to find... You're, you're just going to find humans in Bregathorn. His eyes get wide. We're looking for a halfling. Well, at least... uh Metaphorically, at least, she will be. She will stand out. Do well. I guess you knew what a halfling was, so yes, of course, I know what a halfling is. Would listen. That be it, a... It's not impossible that there could be somebody else, but there definitely wasn't last time I was here, and I've never, I've never heard of anyone else being let into the underground. A, any halfling, uh, goblin, definitely no orc, anything like that. Orcs aren't real. What? Orcs, orcs aren't real. What do, you, what do you mean, orcs are not real? Are orcs real? Yes. Because there's no. Those are those are those are fairy tales. And by fairy tales, I mean like, are what passes for fairy tales <laughs> in a fantasy land? <laughs> like werewolf tales. Werewolves not real. Orcs real. Wait, werewolves are not real. Not real, no way. I told him. I told Jaime. I told him. He told me he met some guy who was blue. It seems so told, t- told him about werewolves. I was like, Jaime, Jaime, werewolves aren't real. But orcs are real. Orcs are real. I think you're getting hung up on the, on the wrong thing right now. We are trying to make a plan for what we're going next. Listen, I am going to look into town now. Imagine, you can come I with me. I imagine someone telling, telling Roderick that orcs are real is like the same as if, based on the way that you have described it, is if you told me, Eli, that goblins were real. 
Yeah, I, I would say it's a... Okay, roll me a history check. I, I think we have established that that you uh, did not believe they were real, but there might be other stuff that you you know. 18. 18, 18 history check. You have probably... Um, I might have ruled this differently if you had rolled that at the beginning before establishing that he definitely knows, thinks that they are not real. You have definitely heard of people talking about orcs as a real thing, but from stories that are so old that it's just like, I see. It feels it feels fake, you know. I see. So he said he says, well, I mean, like they they were real. But they're not. I think they're extinct. Maybe that is the case now. At the time that I was still alive and covered in the flesh stuff, they were around. We are two fleshy friends. We're two fleshy friends, the both of us. Uh, you say this as somebody like walks by, <laughs> like yes. not not next to you guys, but like a little bit off. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm 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 heading into town. Okay. And she she uh, turns and starts walking towards the exit of the tunnel and entrance into the town. Yeah, Roderick pulls up his hood and follows. Okay. Uh, roll me a perception check as you walk into this town. Why do you keep making me roll perception checks? I'm gonna give you some basic shit as long as you get over a one. I got an 11. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna give you anything great, but I'm gonna give you the basic shit. Okay. With an 11, um, I'm not gonna give you anything special, but here is what you see. As you exit the tunnel, um, the road that you've been walking on uh, opens up a little bit, um, increases in size. Uh, there are some stables um, for horses. Uh, there's none that are tied up right now. Um, there's some space that appears to be sort of set up for carriages and that sort of thing. And the path continues ahead between a couple of buildings. These buildings continue out in either direction, forming a circle that you are approaching the outside of. This circle of buildings is inside a cavernous cave that is partially, appears to be partially dug out um, partially uh, natural. Directly ahead of you, along this this trail, you see a bright glowing stone um, that is casting a blue light all over this space, completely lighting it up. Right, and that is uh, that is what you see. I did a terrible job of explaining that. Should I go again? No, no, okay. I got it. It's a big cavern with a big glowing stone at the top, lighting everything on up. the ground. A circle of buildings on the, ground, on the ground, and there's buildings around the around the glowstone. Yeah, big. Yeah. So it's big, big circular, big circular cavern path cutting through it, carriage track cutting through it, and circle of buildings around the stone. I lean over to Velma. Oh, so sad. <laughs> I lean over to Treya <laughs> and say. Were one of these buildings empty, or mostly empty, when you left it? I would say that this place operates at like half capacity usually. So many of the buildings are relatively empty. Okay. Normally, I, who knows wh who is here now because of the people coming from 15 to 14. Exactly, that was my thought, was maybe you can go in there and 
ask where some settlers may have come from and whether or not there were was a halfling with them. Okay. We make our way over to the uh, to the inn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's a good idea. So she gets off of Starshine and walks her over to the stables. Uh, the little like it's like a little tie-up spot with um, some empty feed things, you know. Sure. And she ties up Starshine, who starts going through the motions of eating hay out of those. Um, there is no hay. Yeah. No, I got that. Spooky. Spooky. I I tie up Moonbeam beside Starshine and follow Treya. You walk towards the uh, center of this this circle, but as you as you do, she pauses and thinks better of it, and then goes back to follow the sort of alleyway, so as to not pass through the center of this town. Town feels weird because it is it is fairly small, but it's dense. It's densely populated, you know. Gotcha. So she goes to the outside of the circle between the, in the alley between the buildings and the cave wall. And um, in those shadows walks around following the cave wall uh, to a building uh, that she identifies as the uh, tavern slash inn. And then cuts through between um, a couple of buildings to approach from the front. Okay. Stepping inside, uh, she, the door swings open. Hey, Trey, how you doing? You uh, doing all right? Uh, Ty, your volume just cut out for a second. Yes, I'm. I'm doing just fine. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, who's your uh, Who's your friend there? Yeah, this is just a uh, uh, just somebody a straggler, you know. Uh, Roderick nods his head and like kind of does a small wave. Hey listener, I am uh, I'm I'm muting the mic whenever I speak in character as one of the other skellies. Uh, do you uh, happen to know is there anybody else around that is a new arrival? Eh, well, there's all, all sorts of people over here from uh, settlement 15. Uh heard there's something nasty happened. Uh I, I, you, you didn't happen to run any trouble on your way back uh, from the uh, the time um you, you, you feeling better, by the way? The uh, the figure behind the bar sort of has crouched down a little bit and is looking directly at Treya, and Treya walks up to them, and you hear her voice quieting as, as if she is no longer projecting for the room and is trying to, sounds like she is more directly talking to the person behind the bar. Yes, I'm doing much better now. It was just a little... It was a moment. I, I apologize for all the trouble I caused. No, it's 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 fine. Uh, I understand. You know, world's stressful place. You uh, you want something to drink? Yeah, uh, I. Uh, no, I don't think I need anything to drink. But uh, my friend here, you, do you want anything? Water. Talkative fella. Yes, very, very, very talkative. The person behind the bar um, pours a glass of water uh, from a um, from somewhere behind the bar and plops it out in front of you. Looks looks fresh enough, as far as you can tell. Okay. Yeah, I I think Roderick probably like looks at it, but like doesn't want to like be rude, so he does just drink it. That's some nice fresh uh, spring water there, right there. Yes. Uh, don't don't worry. 
my friend there, that, that'll be fine. I kind of tip my glass towards him like a, almost like a cheers or thank you sort of thing. So, um, friend, uh, what, what do I want to call this person? Let's say Fallon named by at right time to draw, Aaron. Um, so Fallon, uh, so uh, anybody else notable? Any, any, uh, troublemakers come through or anything like that? Um, troublemakers? I, I don't think so. Um, I have not that I've noticed. Sound like, you know, there's a whole hubbub over there, but no? Okay, that's, that's good. Glad to hear that nothing bad's been going on. We'll, uh... <clears throat> she, uh, leans over to you. Any unattended children? <laughs> that was the most terrifying. <laughs> That's so scary. <laughs> well, I'm thinking maybe people think I'm a concerned father or something. Any unattended children? No, man. Uh, not that I, not that I recall. Uh, I suppose. I'm gonna have them roll a perception check just to see the blank how... look in my eyes. <laughs> no, um, perception or history. I'm gonna say I'll say perception, just sort of on like how well they've like kept track of people that have passed through. Okay. Ah, I, I definitely noticed uh, some kids, um, but I, I don't remember any particular ones. I, I I don't I didn't notice anybody that was by themselves. That's that's good. I'm glad to hear that no one no one's been orphaned in that attack. But if there's anything that we can do to help any of them, just let me know. All right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Definitely. I'll let you know. You're just gonna be out at your forge. You're gonna be out over at the smithy. Yes. I I suppose I should probably go check on that to make sure that everything is in order. You guys haven't held anyone over there, have you? Of course not. We're not gonna mess with your place. Not after the last time. Okay. At that point, uh, Treya and Fallon uh, just sort of chat among themselves for a little bit, um, and the conversation drifts. Uh, do you intervene, or do you do anything else? At this point, there's nothing else that's going to be useful mm. to you um, until you do something, or we can just end the scene. Has there been a halfling come through? They put their hand on their chin. They had just been talking to Treya, but you hadn't noticed because their jaw wasn't, they were talking kind of quietly, their jaw wasn't moving too much. And put their hand on their chin, pause, and roll a, per, a another perception check. I definitely remember a halfling coming through. Didn't get much information about them, but yeah, there, there definitely was. I saw her, saw her come through a while back. Oh, so you, you did see one. Roger kind of perks up. It's a odd sight, but you don't remember anything else about her? They shake their head. Do you know where she went? He, his body, um, sort of, his shoulders sort of shift in your direction away from Treya. Up to this point, he'd mostly been, like, directing himself more towards her. But when you say that uh, he directs towards you, no, I, I just said, uh, no, I didn't notice anything else about her. I assume she's somewhere around, around town. But then it's been a while, so I mean. Well, not. if she is around town, I'm sure we'll find her. And if she already left, well, you know, hopefully she's she's doing well wherever she is. I've never, I haven't seen someone who isn't from Bregaton down here. Bregatonian? 
what do we call ourselves? Bregatons? Bregatonites. Bregatonites. I, I say, um, thank you for the information. Uh, tip? I like look at Treya. Tip? Uh, tip? Treya, um, nods. Roderick does not know if tipping is a custom in Bregaton. <laughs> she, oh she, shit, neither of us have money. Yeah, um, no, she looks towards him and says, um, put it on my tip. And, uh, then she nods and, um, stands up and walks away. And I follow her. Fallon has just rolled a, uh, an insight, and I'm gonna tell you, he rolled an 18. Okay. He thinks you're suspicious. Well, yeah, I am suspicious. Oh, no. It's probably not gonna end well. Tune in next time, where Roderick dies again to a big spooky skeleton knight. <laughs> I've been Eli. And I've been Ty. I'm gonna stop recording now. <laughs> really? <laughs> wait, but, wait, but, okay, okay, Eli's gone, but I want you guys to know, uh, this has been Side Carriage Quest, really enjoyed you guys, part of the Scavengers Network, love those folks, so Ty, nice. Ty, we're done, we're done, um, we're done. Oh man, oh we're fuck, done. okay, oh no, did, okay. Wait, uh, did you talk about how, to... how glad, how happy we are to be a part of the Scavengers Network family? I did already, I did already mention that, okay, I haven't mentioned you... a show yet, but I'll, I'm sure I'll put it after the credits and, so that you can you listen to it. The, um, and you mentioned the uh, the um, the theme music, "Not Drunk" by. That's um, in the that's in the credits. That's in the show credits. I don't okay, have to say okay, it. Okay. I don't and, say that every time. I don't know if you if you haven't noticed, but I don't actually say that every single time during the recording. What? I know. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I'm I'm leaving. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of "Not Drunk" as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. That was perfect. Did you actually stop recording? Did you actually stop recording? Okay. Scene two, flashback, setting February 2nd. Hey Colin, I was just thinking about making a podcast where we go scene by scene through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. James, I love that. That is a great idea. I'll tell you what, see if you can flesh it out just a little bit more and then we'll get back together again soon and talk about it again. Scene four, flashback, setting February 20th. Man, I can't stop thinking about that idea of James's. It was so interesting. I wonder if we could do it in some sort of like chronological order. Scene one, present day, setting March 2nd. Colin, I was thinking about that Marvel podcast idea I had last month. Oh yes, that idea. Oh, I love it so much. I remember it like yesterday. Scene three, present day, minutes later. God, we were so young back then. It turns out I've been thinking about that podcast too. Really? What were you thinking? All right, let me paint you a picture. 
It was a couple of days after President's Day. Scene five, present day, minutes after that. Chronological, huh? That's a pretty good idea. So like, if there's a flashback, we put it in the place on the timeline that's being flashed back to? Yeah, what, what do you think? I think absolutely, let's do it. Why don't we call it Timeline Scavengers? Scene six, the future. Oh, how are we not done yet? That's my secret, Colin. We'll never be done. Timeline Scavengers, assembling the MCU timeline forever. Uh, there'll be like a little music playing and then bloopers. You're saying? Yes, I was. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was saying. What was I saying? We'll never know. The mystery of what I was going to say will die with me. This week's uh, episode of Side Character Quest brought to you by just the bare minimum of uh, prepping. Guys, it's we're <laughs> fucking busy. There's Listen, a lot going on. Life, man. I'm sorry. We are uh, at, at the point that we're recording this. Um, we I am right before releasing the finale of Tal's arc, uh, Tal Botton's arc. And I am so mad that the end of that story has coincided so perfectly with my increase of work that I have to do for my day job because it is just it's just been killing me. And uh, for longtime listeners will know that I am actually useless when it comes to helping with anything. <laughs> no, I don't no. know how to edit and I refuse to learn how. I feel like you did a you you did the one right you did the April Fool's episode. Um, if you mean I edited the entire podcast, uh, um, Grumple uh, forcing Grumples yes. and Destiny, then yes, you are right. But Grumples and Destiny did not have any fun sound effects like Side Character Quest now has. Uh, yeah, true, true, true. Man, I have uh I have eighty sound design markers for the new episode. Um, as, as I go along, as I edit the dialogue, I put little markers in the track saying, like, this is where you need to add a sound effect, or this is when you need to transition from one scene to another, that sort of thing. And I had 80 this time, which is a lot, because if each one of those only takes me three minutes, that's four extra hours of work. Holy shit, dude. Uh, yeah. Now, you have 80 markers in that episode. Do you have a beginning to this one? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That was fucking good. Keep that, that was one good. Tie. Okay. Man, you do now have to keep in all that Leo. talk about editing as the bummer. That's that's true. That's true. I do. Yeah, I'm gonna also. Uh, I know. I'm gonna grab a um, seltzer real quick. I'll be right okay. You've been listening to the Psy Character Quest. Uh, this episode is sponsored by uh, Ty getting a seltzer. Grip it and rip it, baby. Hell yeah, slurp that thing down. I didn't wait until to put my headphones on so that you could say grip it and rip it to me. I, I, I said it. I did say it, Ty. Okay, Don't I'm worry. glad. Yeah. I, uh, I was recording with, um, when I was recording with Mason, there were a couple of times when I opened a can and he didn't say grip it and rip it. Uh, and I was like, Genuinely, I felt like there was like like I had gone for a high five and he had left me hanging, even though he had no concept 
to know that anything had gone wrong. Apparently, um, at Mallory's current place of business, someone opened up a can of soda and Mallory <laughs> yelled, hit! And then, like, stopped. Hit! Hit! She was charging a, a oh, energy blast. Okay. She grabs your chin and turns it and forcibly makes you look at her skull. Oh, no. And is then this a romance she, moment? No, sorry, it is. Please, it cut, is, please cut that. It, that is, it is not. And she turns your chin and she steps forward and she kisses. No. Uh, and no. She says, no. That's in, the, that's in the rules, Ty. You said no romance. <laughs> uh, uh, no. She, Rule number one of side character quest. Don't fall in love. <laughs> okay. What are all the podcast awards? I wonder if you know how like people say uh, the the Grammy, Oscar, Emmy. I'm on it. I'm on it. I think it might just be called the podcast awards. Okay. This is the uh, this is the um, end of that scene, I think, and then we're gonna fade into where you're going next. So I'm totally cool to just like cut out everything that we're doing right now. No, no, no. You do have. I okay. It looks like it might just be called the podcast awards. There are several. There has to be. There has to be several different. Oh wait, there's Ambies. Okay, there's the British podcast awards. The Webby, Webby. That's what I was thinking. Webbies. That's Webbies. the one. Oh, Peabody Awards. Peabody. Also something. I'm gonna look up the Wikipedia list. Give me all of the different things. So we've got. God. Yeah. Okay. So well. Okay. Oh, that's one. Peabodies are for. Um, the most powerful, enlightening, and invigorating stories in television, radio, and online media. Okay. Okay, here's what we got. An always updated list of podcast award programs. Peabody. Uh, Peabody. Webby. PW. People's Choice. Well, the ones that I, I only want to include ones if I've actually heard of them. I have heard of Webby's and Peabody Awards. And I, the only reason I've heard of Peabody Awards is because I just started listening to the new Taz that came out today, mm -hmm. and they mentioned it in a joke. So. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the new Taz. I am too. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, also, did you hear they're they're doing uh, weekly episodes for the rest of until the end of is September? Is that why there was a new episode today? Yes. And okay, Mallory will be upset because she has no time to listen to podcasts right now. <laughs> Fair. Uh, okay, I'm I'm sad to announce that the that of this always updated list of podcast award programs, there is not a fun uh, a fun acronym like EGOT, where it's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Um, There's P Web, Pat Patow, 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 Peabody Adweek. Discover Academy of Podcasters, Webby. We pet out. All right, let's fucking play Dungeons and Dragons. All right, let's hear. So, anyways, Roderick cries until the next scene, and Treya might also be crying, but in her own skelly way. Yes, just a couple of emotional people. Yes. By the way, I'm I'm not expecting from that event for Roderick to suddenly be perfect. Yeah, yeah no, okay, okay. No, no, good, no, no. good, good. I'm just making sure we're on the same page because I, yeah. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to rush his development. No, that was just him trying to find something in him to 
maybe help someone because if there's one thing that's going to help Roderick, it's seeing someone in a worse state than he is. Perfect. All right. What this makes me th imagine this this whole experience, what this has felt like, is like if a really loud siren was going off right outside of an apartment that I was in, and you know, it's just sort of the feeling of a, a siren like like the uh, like the mythical beings that live in the ocean yes, and sings. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I definitely remember we did sex the horse. That is biology, baby. Know if saying episode is outdated language. <laughs> hey, it might not be for Treya. She's not. from the past. She is from the past. She is from centuries ago. You're very lucky that she is not horribly outdated. <laughs> well, maybe she is. Who knows? And I stop the horse. I stop the horse. I stop the horse. The horse stops, and a few steps later, Treya's horse stops. Thank you, Ty, for making me have to sound design two separate horse stops. <laughs> yes. You... You look like you're at death's door. With a bouquet of flowers. I like that, I like that the only role I've done this game, I rolled a 20 and it's just sitting there on my desk, giving me a little pep talk, pep talk every time I look down. I believe in you, Ty. I believe in you. Jeez, sirens are coming by. Oh, it's Mjolnir, the siren driving dog. Mjolnir. Want to know something? Uh, Want to know something fun, completely unrelated? While we wait for those sirens to pass. Okay. I, um, you know, uh, Jellybean, our cat, which, yes. um, when we adopted him, was decidedly gray, but as he has grown into a cat instead of a kitten. Uh, his fur has been turning into a sort of a rusty brown. Huh. Um, and But still with the undertones of gray. And what I discovered recently was that this is the same fur type that, Ildris, or that Idris Elba has in cats. It's the same type of fur. So what I'm saying is Idris Elba played Jellybean. <laughs> what you're saying is uh, Jellybean is CGI and horrifying. Yes. Yes. And also very asleep, and I, I approve of that because it's meant no noises. So when when we moved into this apartment, they were like, hey, you wanna we wanna put you into one side of the building. And then uh a few weeks before we were gonna move in, they were like, You actually wanna move into like a different apartment? Because we just we're trying to like consolidate. I, I think I think the reason they asked us is because they were trying to consolidate the number of floors that people were on so that like the floor there was a floor that was going to have just us and so they were just like let's not have to clean it um that's fair yeah it's fair reasonable but they moved us to the other side of the building and this side of the building is facing a hospital very frustrating <laughs> yeah that's a straight bummer especially in these trying times and that's our plug to let everyone know that we're in trying times did you guys know this? We're in trying times. We, I'm I'm dating us. We thought we were getting out of trying times. Looks like we're getting back into them. Oh, that applies to every single month. We turned a corner. 
And there was another to- corner. I, I was going to say that that has applied to uh, every month for the past like year and a half. But then I realized that there are a lot of those months that where th- it did not look like we were turning a corner where it just looked no. bad and bad and bad. <laughs> we there was light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. It was just one of the lights that are inside tunnels. <laughs> um, it's a train. Uh, it was the glowing eyes of a vampire walking our way. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. So we're in a fucking town. You're in a fucking town. You're in a fucking fucking town. town. Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. Stop it. (laughs) All right. You see... (laughs) Jellybean did not react. Does does Velma, do I see her and Velma's like, oh, you lost an arm. Well, I found a really radical prosthetic arm for you to <laughs> mm-hmm. use now. That's oh, cool. you lost your faith in God. Well, here is your God right here. Well, here is your new God. Here is your new God. It's this child. <laughs> oh, right. man. Ooh, oh, I want you to know, Eli, that you, um, you, like, really set me up perfectly for uh, some lore that I was really not expecting us to get to. Okay. And then you hop, skipped, and jumped right past it. Damn it. And was I, it when I, was I like, said Lumen? Was it when I mentioned Lumen? Because No. Okay. Because um, I wanted I to I, like go back and double and like see if she had a reaction. Because my current theory is yeah. that Lumen is the God King and he's evil. I can't I can't tell you any more about what it like when you skipped it, because if I was to tell you that, then you would you would know too much. Oh, <laughs> like I, I would see. be giving you too much. But uh, but yeah, it was really funny because like I was like, oh, shit, this is the perfect opportunity for me to introduce. And then you said what you did next. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I can't, like it was it was when I was going to poke her in the eye, wasn't it? I should have poked her in the eye. <laughs> was it when I was going to poke her in the eye? Maybe. Who knows? Oh. Uh, I, I like my I like my explanation of like the way it feels like you're trying it, it to like seems poke your eye. Horrifying, Ty. I hate it yeah. so much. I hate it. I was not expecting to explore it too much. I mean I, I feel like Roderick is in a bummer place, but like we've said, he has the childlike wonder in his in his soul. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I oh I really liked the the orc conversation. We're not actually done with the fucking show yet. Do you want to want to do the outro and then we could like chat about right. what we you loved ready about for this for this outro. Let's talk about let's talk about um how good we are at this and how we are. Okay, yeah, I'm ready for the outro. <laughs>